Let's do this. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Chronicles of She. It's Friday night. We got the tea and Hennessy on and popping. More tea than Hennessy, though. Tonight, we have a very special guest in the building, my girl, Lynette. You remember her from the last episode about her son, Jesse Sabilo. There has now been updates in the case regarding Jesse. Unfortunately, the man that shot Jesse is not going to be charged. Now, before you guys get up in arms, this ain't over. And tonight, Lynette is going to be talking about updates in the case, how she's feeling, and we're also going to have her daughters on here. And we're going to get straight to the bottom of this. And Lynette has also trusted me with files of Jesse's death. And let me tell you, shit ain't had enough here. Some, the police office, the coroners, they're covering up this man's death. And we got the recordings from the police officers' interviews of what happened that day. Officer Barrow and Officer, I believe his name is Officer, yeah, Officer Montoya. We're gonna be hearing those tonight. So before Lynette gets on, we have got special privilege to pay these tapes on here, right here, right now. I want you guys to hear every word of what these officers say. And then we're gonna bring Lynette on. And she's going to tell her side of the story. Here we go. It's July 29th, approximately 9 a.m. Here at the Pueblo Police Station. I'm going to speak with Pueblo County Sheriff's Deputy Trey Bohr regarding officer-involved shooting 20-5037. Myself and Detective Torres. Hey, Trey. How are you? I'm Torres. Good. I'm Ryan. I think we met before. Yeah, we're right on, man. How are you? Good. Hey, thanks for coming in. Yeah. What is this? Uh, camera. No, you're good. Camera, so. All right, Trey. So, March 14th. Okay. Early hours. Um, you had a call at PYC. Yes. Can you start from your dispatch at at your call at PYC and take us through the rest of the day from there. Okay, we got a call that morning of a carjacking just occurred. It was a little bit misunderstanding because we were trying to figure out if it was in the parking lot in the street, so we had limited details to go on. PD units were on scene, so we were still responding because it was eventually found out that happened in the parking lot. So I ended up responding, talked when I got there, talked to Officer Lowell. Lowell Griffiths, he said he had already been talking to the victim. Um, I, oh, what is Lacey Goodrich, and she was inside. Well, after talking to her, I went and talked to her, and she said she had just gotten off work that morning at 6 a.m., and she was went out to her car, scraped her windows, sat inside her car, letting her warm up to defrost. While doing so, some guy walked up to her car, she described him wearing a dark hoodie and khaki pants, and she saw a black gun, I believe she said, banging on his windows, telling her to give her all her money and get out of the car. She told him no, she didn't have any money. He told her to give her a phone. Finally, she gets out of the car. Hispanic male, she described him about 5'8", gets into the car. She starts to walk away, and he 
she said that he hollered at her, pointed the gun at her, told her to get in the car with him. She told said no. That's when she ran inside PYC. Um, after taking the report from her, she said that, or no, I went and watched surveillance video. And watching surveillance video, could see a Hispanic male wearing a black and silver hoodie with silverish pants, I believe. And he had a gun, you can clearly see a gun pointed out, walk from the east across the parking lot towards her vehicle, or you can see him knock on the window, her get out, him get in, and then he leaves the parking lot. I can't remember right now which way he went when he left the parking lot, but while I was there, uh, Deputy Ed Herrera aired that he had the vehicle 16th and Craig, I believe. I think it was Craig. And then at that point, I ran out to my Tahoe, and then I see them going flying past us on 17th there in pursuit of the vehicle. I asked Sergeant Hanratty to join as the third unit because normally we have just the two. And he gave us me permission, a third unit. We pursued him through the west side, that red Nissan Versa. Um, while pursuing, eventually we lost him. I found him in the Midtown Shopping Center. He cut through the Midtown Shopping Center, jumped on 4th Street, and we, me and Mike Herrera, pursued him westbound on 4th Street onto Lincoln. Eventually, we lost him as we came up to Ormond-ish, somewhere I think in there. That's when we started, no, because we turned on a prairie. I lost him down off the small, because we made it that way, because by, by the time I got to small, I tried flipping around, because that's when I saw him. And by the time I flipped around, I lost him. And that's when I heard over the radio, PD Air, that, that they had the vehicle over in the area of Quincy and Pickin. And then a few minutes after that, Deputy Alfonso airs that uh, he had the vehicle in the alley of uh, Pickin and Quincy and it just crashed and he was in foot pursuit. I ran over to the area. At that point, that's when, um, as we started searching the area, I get behind the house where the shooting eventually happened. I hear Jeff yell on the radio, hey, I got him under the truck. I run around to the front. As I'm coming around the front, I see Jeff engage, and then as soon as I round in the corner, that's when I hear the Jeff go drop the gun, then I hear the shots fired. And then as I'm around the corner, I can see the suspect fall to the ground. And I'm approaching, and as I'm approaching, I could still see him moving on the ground. So I didn't know if he was going for a gun. I don't know what he was doing. That's when we were giving him orders. And that's when we aired shots fired, real medical. And then, I think. And then after that, I took Jeff and we went to the annex. From what so, I remember. And to clarify, Deputy, uh, you actually watched surveillance video from PYC. Yes, Is I that did. correct? Yes, I did. And you actually see the suspect approaching that victim's vehicle? Yes. And, and what does he have in his hand? He had a handgun. Is it clearly a handgun in that? Yes. Okay. And and I forgot to mention when I saw the suspect laying on the ground, he matched the exact description of what I saw on the surveillance. And that video. was my next question. Yes. That, so that the, the person that you saw lying on the ground after the shooting is the same person that I saw on surveillance. Any video. doubt about that? No. No. One hundred percent confident that was the same suspect too. Okay. Had stolen the vehicle at gunpoint. And did you happen to see the vehicle? Um, when it when it came to a stop after the pursuit that the suspect was in not that i remember i i would say i maybe saw it on the way back walking to after the shooting okay. i know it crashed into a telephone pole and that was just a quick glance down the alley but no we never walked up to i never walked up to it okay. and i was just going to ask is that the same vehicle the, the same vehicle description that you obtained during the initial report yes the red nissan versa okay So, 
Was there anybody else that was, you know, on the air or witnessed that vehicle? Because my understanding is there was a lot between PD and there was a lot. There was a lot going on. Um, Was there anybody else that aired visual on that vehicle? Yeah, Kayla Ruiz. She's a detention deputy. At one point during the pursuit, oh, I forgot. Sorry, sorry, I forgot to say that. But why we were why we're doing the pursuit. Kayla Ruiz, she's actually the one that saw the vehicle over by the fair because she aired as I was driving by. His, the guy actually held the gun up at her uh, as he was driving by, and she kind of led us, gave us directions on SO1 as we were trying to locate the vehicle after we had lost it. Okay. And just to clarify, SO1 is your radio Is our channel. main channel, okay. yes. And so she's airing that vehicle description and yes. the location? Yes. Okay. Okay, so... Miss Goodrich tells you how she's carjacked. Yes. You see the video and you're able to basically confirm what she's describing to you by video. And yes. you see this individual with this hoodie, this gun, take this car, um, all this radio traffic, to include Miss Ruiz stating that she witnessed a gun while she was in contact. Yes. And now you have Jeff engaging with this individual. You yes. I mean, it's. Tell me what how you felt. As I was coming up, it, it was at that point. It was as I was coming around the corner. More and more, I thought about it, it was either going to be Jeff or it was going to be me. He just happened to turn the way that Jeff was instead of coming at me. If you know, if he would have came at me with the gun, I would I would have made the same decision. I mean, given the circumstances of the the felony that had already been committed, him already pointing the gun and somebody threatened somebody's life. Well, so, and leading us on a pursuit across town at early morning hours. Obviously, at that point, we know he's a danger to the general public. And, you know, I felt our, my life would have been in jeopardy if he had pointed the gun at me. And kind of going back to that, Deputy, so I don't know if you've got that map, but how far away are you from the suspect when the shooting happened? When the shooting happened, literally one house. If that, did you have him in your, uh, could you see him from where you were when you came around that? When I came around the corner as Jeff was shooting, I could see the suspect drop. Okay. And tell me what you saw with the suspect. I just saw him drop. Okay. Did you ever see anything in his hand? Or? No, I didn't know. I never saw anything in his hand. Did you have a clear view of Jeff? Yes. Where uh, Deputy Alfonso was? I was. He was on the street, uh, walking, approaching the suspect onto the sidewalk. So here's the Nissan 1050. Okay. Can you? Well, yeah. Do, do, do you recognize this? Uh, I know that it's. I guess we know how to point it out, but do you oh, recognize my this is an aerial view? Of, yeah, because yeah. there, there's a crash. My Tahoe would have been right. Because I parked pretty kind of pretty much in the street. It would have been adjacent. I'm I'm turned around. If you'll, because there's yeah. there's the Nissan comes running down here. So you got Quincy, Quincy Pickin. If I remember right, my Tahoe would have been right. Because that's Jeff, my Tahoe would have been right in here. Okay. And you did and you did leave in your Tahoe. Correct? I did leave in my Tahoe. You were the gatekeeper for yes. Deputy Alfonso. So yes. your 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 vehicle probably wouldn't be in this picture, would that be correct? Correct. You left the scene? Okay. Yeah. And then we come, if I remember right, come running across the street here. Okay. I go down the alley here. That's when it was somewhere right in here. I, I don't know exactly which house okay. the shots were at, but as we're coming through the alley, that's when 
I'm back here in the alley. That's when I hear Jeff say shots fired. I'm coming running around. See hand readies. My guess would probably be. Uh, I would say that was probably the house right there that was the, the shooting happened at. Unless, so we have alley, alley, and then the alley continues that way. And then you have Quincy obviously runs all the way down yeah. to Brando. I know the shooting was right in here. Okay. I don't I don't know specific which house it was sure, in. Sure, but it was right within this, yeah. this area. Yeah, this, this, this is an alley that comes back out onto Quincy right here. Yeah, that's the alley. That's that. Okay, now I remember. So I came down here because this had a chain link fence. I got to about right here. That's when I heard Jeff say, I got him under the truck. If I remember right, the truck was right here in between these two houses. Okay. I come running out the alley. As I get to about right here, I see Jeff engaging, coming in because the suspect was right here. Okay. And what, then, where were you when the first gunshot goes off? Probably about right here. Right there. Okay. And you can see, I, you can actually see Jeff I, at that point. Oh, yeah. I watched my body camera last night. As the first gunshot goes off, that I could see Jeff at that point. And can you see the suspect at that point? No. As he's shooting, okay. that's when I come around come around the house corner, that's when I can see the suspect drop. Okay. Then you, and you had just hit on it. Um, I, I want to take you back to being the gatekeeper of, of Deputy Al Alfonso mm -hmm. that day. Do you recall the conversation that you had with him after the shooting? Mm. Yes and no. Okay. Tell me what you recall. That, I was, that we were both pumped up, obviously, sure. being involved in the shooting. Absolutely. Told him good job, and we got in the tall. And honestly, I don't remember exactly. I still, there's still, there's still things from that day I don't really remember. Sure. Understandable. Conversation, but I remember when we got to the annex, I called my wife and told her I was involved in a shooting. Okay. And do you recall making statements um, about uh, if it wasn't him, it was you, it was going to be you? I do. Okay. Can I'll you explain to us what you mean by that? Because from where the suspect was running. Given the fact he had the gun, Jeff was here, I was here. If the suspect had come out here, and he, or if he would have ran for me and he had the gun, I would have done the same thing. Okay. You know, it's I would have given everything that had happened, and, and if I felt my life was in danger, I would have done the same thing. Okay. And if would it be fair to say, and please do not let me put any kind of words in your okay. mouth, and I don't want you to agree with me if it's not the truth, but I'm just asking. So if if Jeff is not right here. Are you saying that if, if Jeff is not right here, that would have been you if he would have approached you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. If if Jeff was not right here and the suspect had turned my way with the gun in his hand, yes, that would have been me. Okay. And another statement I was um, wanted to ask you about, do you recall having a conversation with anybody else, maybe on the telephone or anything, um, as you were speaking with Jeff? Mm, I was probably talking to my wife, telling her about that I was just involved in the shooting. Okay. Do you recall making any statements about um, that you were on the trigger but didn't end up pulling the trigger? Yeah. As, okay. as I was approaching him, I could still see him moving, so I didn't know if he was going to try and reach for a gun or not. Okay. And, th and that's what I wanted to clarify. Where were you when you meant when you were talking about that statement? As I was approaching him. So you were actually moving up on I was moving up on target, yes. And where was your finger? My finger would have been on the trigger, okay, ready to go. Because, like I said, as I came around the corner, I saw him drop, and then as I he was on the ground, you could I could watch the body camera again, and I could see even on that I still remember he was still moving around, so I didn't know if he was going to try to pull the gun back out on us. So I didn't know what he was going to do. 
as you're approaching him at that point, I'm talking to approaching the suspect, mm -hmm. do you see a gun? I never saw the gun, no. Okay. At any point did you see the gun? No, I did not. Okay. And you had left the scene pretty immediate after that, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, me and, me and Jeff, I took Jeff out right away. And so we left and came to the annex. Deputy, were you there when they moved to the body? No. I was, they cuffed him up. I Honestly, I don't even remember them cuffing him up. Okay. I don't even remember that. Do I'll, you know that they did? No, I honestly don't. Because okay. I know. I mean, now, today, do you know that they? I believe they did because I believe, I think it was Henry that came in and said we need to scare him. I, from what, well, See, I'm not going to say for sure because, I mean, because I know after the shooting, we were all standing there. Somebody said, roll medical. We need to make sure he's secure. I remember somebody went down to him, but I don't know who. And then me and Jeff left. Okay. And then obviously you never fired any rounds. No. Is that correct? Okay. No. And, then, and I believe so. The, the part of the statement was that you were speaking on the phone to someone. Uh, my finger was on the trigger. Mm -hmm. and something to that effect. Yes. And that was just because you're approaching the suspect you know that a felony crime has been committed, is that correct? Yes. And you saw him still kind of moving, you didn't know what he was doing at that point? Yes. Okay. Could be still a potential threat. Absolutely. At that point with him still moving, I didn't know if Jeff had hit him or he had not hit him or, or if he had just ducked down to act like he had hit. I don't I didn't know, so I was ready to engage as need be. Sure. Deputy, do you recall who's with you at that point? Who's Sorry. You're good, man. Um, it was me and Jeff, and then from what I remember, Dominic Montoya came up right behind me. And then that, that's the only ones I know. And then looking back on body camera footage, there was a couple PD guys that came back behind the truck, but I have no idea who that was. Because okay. I could hear him. I didn't hear it at the time, and I didn't even realize that they were saying it, but after we shot him, I could hear PD blue, blue, blue on body camera as they're coming up the alley. Just letting them know, mm -hmm. letting you know that there's other police officers yeah. coming to the scene. Yep. All right. What else you got, partner? So we have him. I guess document location yeah. for Sean. Man, I think that's a good idea, uh, Deputy Boer. If you don't mind, just and I know your vehicle isn't depicted here to your the best of your knowledge, but if yeah. you can kind of just draw your path and kind of tell us where you ended up, to the best of your your recollection. I would say I stopped somewhere. Probably right in here. Okay. Because then, because this is an alleyway here. Correct. Comes down. I know Jeff was pursuing. I come across here because as I'm watching the video, one of your guys actually slips on his butt. And I ask him if he's okay right in here. So I can continue this alleyway right here, right? This is an alleyway right here. And then that alley cuts up right here. Let me grab a sharpie, dude. I don't think I don't think I went that far down. So this is a, I think this is I kind of an enlarged picture. I this, think I was right here. Okay. Or so I, I might have, I could have went that far down. Yeah, this is actually a, a long driveway, but it's kind of blocked. It's kind of hard to tell in this, but this is an alleyway right here. And then it cuts through right here, so. Oh, okay, because this is a chain link fence Correct. right here. Okay, so, so then I would have. fenced in right here too, so. Okay, so then yeah, I would have come up here, come out here, and around, because I remember this bush right here. Okay. 
coming around and then right here. Good deal. He'll he'll grab the sharpie just okay. so it shows up. But sometimes this can be a little <laughs> yeah. tricky because it's it's an aerial view and it looks bigger than it actually. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to because because I know I know I took off from my Tahoe here. Okay. My Tahoe is somewhere right in here. There you go. My Tahoe is somewhere right here. I jumped out. I took off running here. That's when PD guy slipped, fell here. I remember that. We both went to the alley, came down the alley, and then that's when I heard that we had containment. So that's when I can't remember if it was me that aired it or somebody else that aired it that we need to slow down and set up containment and start searching yard to yard. So that's when we did that, and that's when I got to about right in here. Okay. That's when I heard Jeff say, hey, I got him under the truck. I took off running again up the alley, and by the time I got to about right here, I could see Jeff right about right about here, straight sidewalk area, okay. something like that, start shooting, and he's advancing towards the suspect. That's when I advanced to him as well. Okay. And I want to take you back earlier in the interview, and I, and I think it might have been a miss. Misstatement, but I, I want to clarify with you. Just a little while ago, you said when you came over, you were about right here and you heard um, shots fired. No. Okay, you didn't hear shots fired no. right here. You were right. I was up here. Okay. I heard Jeff said I had him under the truck. Gotcha. Okay. And then by the time I got here, I could see Jeff by the time he fired his first shot. Perfect. And then that's when I came here and Jeff shot the guy. And then that's when I came in and engaged as well. Okay. And had my, yeah, I had my finger on the trigger ready to go because I could still see him moving as he was going down. Okay. Anything else for me? Man, if you'll just uh, write your name on the bottom of that, Deputy, yeah. and uh, date it. Today's the 729. Good deal. And if you'll give us just a minute, we'll talk to the boss. And okay. See if there's any follow-up questions. We Sounds good. Thanks, man. All right. Good. Thank you. Cool. Cool. Ending at 9.30. Welcome. Okay. Huh. Finally. Oh, that sounds much better. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Okay, everybody, we got Lynette, Nicole, and Jaylene on the line to talk about Jesse's case. I'm just going to start over again. How has it been for you since losing? Well, it's going on a year now since Jesse's murder. How have you guys been holding up? 10 months hard. It's been 10 months now. Um, March 14th okay, 10 of the year. March 4th. Okay. 14th. Oh, goodness. I can't imagine what you guys are going through. I wonder each day, like, how you guys are holding up, and especially with how much time has gone by and with them not pressing charges against Jeffrey Alfonso. Seriously, reading over the police and autopsy reports that you sent me, Lynette, of how the events happened, there's a lot of blank areas here with how many times Jesse was shot, the autopsy, and the gun. Can you tell me about that? So you noticed that too, huh? Yes. <laughs> Well, they they're saying that he was he was shot a total of five times, but according to like one of the investigators with the autopsy, they're saying that there was one more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking at the video, when Jesse was running out and they said, put your hands up, he was running. And when they, they when they took the first shot, he kept going and going and going and going and going. It seemed like a it seemed like a round of 10 shots. With the, it was like, a total of 15. It was 15, a total of 15. Thank you. 15. He, he had, well, he, he, his whole clip and mm -hmm. and he actually then reloaded his clip when he got to him. Mm hmm. And Jesse was all. Yeah. And Jesse was already down on the ground. Oh yeah, Jesse was already Jesse had been down. Je, Jess, Jesse went down on the first hit. The first hit hit his knee and he was mm -hmm. down after that. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm and and then when the EMTs finally showed up, they would not let they would not let the EMTs do their job and take care of him right then and there even though he was already dead. No. No, he wasn't dead yet. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They wouldn't let he, them. Not he was not pronounced dead, Taylor, until 1:05 p.m. His death certificate says 1:05 p.m. Oh my God! Now we don't know. In between, that is when the coroner pronounced him dead. Nobody checked him in between those times. We don't know when he died. Mm-hmm. He could have been there, laying there fighting for his life for seven hours. Right. This right here. See, I knew it. I everything about like like leading up to when Jesse was shot is very it, it's like nothing is making sense here, like with what they're telling them. It's they're just making it Thank up in their you. heads. They're making it up in their heads to make to, so, so it fits them. If it's their agenda, it doesn't matter what anybody else's agenda is. Like, they're just trying to cover their asses. Did you look at the body cams? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, did you look at Deputy Bowler's and the one where he interviewed the alleged carjacking victim? Did you did you see that one? I'm going... I did... I read the statement. I read the statement with the carjacking victim. And yeah, she talked at the beginning of Do Deputy Bowler's. I believe mm -hmm. that's his name. Um, Burrow. Um, I think it's Burrow. 
Yeah, Bur- what his first name's Trey, I know. Yep, but she, she spoke at the beginning of that one and and I found it very interesting. I found even the footage from PYC to be very interesting because it was somebody showboating if you saw. How are you going to go carjack somebody but showboat that you're there for the cameras? Did exactly. you see? Exactly. Most people would yeah, be just shaking up. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with what the neighbors captured on their videos, they even said to themselves that they what they did was overkill. Because he right. didn't have any right. seeing Jesse run up, he it he was not reaching. I did I I saw Jesse running. But I did not see a gun in his hand. It looks like he, he was never going had to surrender. In. He's like, I'm just he's going to surrender. He wasn't he wasn't gonna hurt anybody, but they they took the shots anyway. Okay, what what it see the slow motion part of the videos because it and it happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. What happened was Jesse got underneath Jesse got out from underneath the, the car. Right. And if you if you read, if you look at the statements from the other the public police department officers, they were they were closing in on him from behind. Okay. He got out from underneath there. He heard them. He got out. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason he got out is because he was told to get out. He didn't get out because he was told from behind is where I was getting. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was told to get out. He was he was surrendering, and then he went to put his and he started shooting at him. So that's why he started to run. Mm-hmm. Basically, he he spooked Jesse. Yeah, he scared him. Mm-hmm. You could see you could see by he started shooting at him. And honestly, to to be one hundred percent honest, um. Well, yeah, who wouldn't run from bullets? But we don't even know that any bullets didn't come from anywhere else. They didn't check any of public police department's guns. They didn't send. They didn't send. They only checked the three officers from the, the sheriff's department. They didn't check anybody else's. They put in three uh, dash cams from public police department that showed nothing. It showed mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. Now that okay, that really there, that really that really surprised me as well. When you were told, okay, when you were told Jesse was handcuffed after he had been shot and the EMTs were not allowed to work on him, what were you thinking? And there's no, and there's no, um, there's no, with there being no we body told- cam about that, that's very strange. We didn't know anything about this until after we got all of the information. Okay, I'm sorry. We so were told- after you got the information. That they had never came on the scene. We found out they did in fact come out on the scene Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we didn't know that. Well, I think we're confusing her because uh, she knows that that we that Jesse that we knew that Jesse. I mean, Jesse didn't. We didn't know Jesse had died until nine hours later at two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. We didn't know Jesse was dead until two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh God. Yeah, we weren't even told, and they posted it uh, before we even knew it was him. And they, they uh, put, you know, they, they kind of, uh, they, 
what do you call that? Blurred him out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What? And what had, what had happened with that was is the neighbor had had called his friend from KRDO, which is a news station here in Pueblo, mm-hmm. um, who was a neighbor in the neighborhood, and gave him a copy of the video because he was afraid that if it went to police, that it was going to get lost. Mm-hmm. So he gave him a copy of it, and then the guy posted it on the news. Oh, my. Good thinking. Good thinking. And they hadn't even released who Jesse's name was. They hadn't notified us or anything. Um, the, my daughter, yeah, she watched it before she went to work. Um, at 7.30, and this happened at 7.20 in the morning. Uh, it was posted online by nine. Oh. Um, the, the sheriff's department had a had a report out by eight o'clock that morning and saying that he was already dead when in fact he was not pronounced dead until one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh my God. Mm. Oh my. Do you believe Jesse's murder was intended? Because I do. By the police department. I do too. Well, not the sheriff's department did it. Sheriff's, the sheriff's department. Well, either way, cops, sheriffs, they can be shady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they were all working with each other. Um, did you did you see the part in the police department's um, evidence where they have their whole evidence log? And the very first thing it says, uh, gun on grand and seventh and grand or some street down there. Mm-hmm. And then like they found a gun there and then no mention was made of it ever again. And that was the first thing on their, their report. Yes, that's very strange. And yeah, yeah this was this was downtown. That was off from even where supposedly they saw him in Midtown. I mean, it, just the way they had him all over the place. They had him. Okay, first he's driving out, putting his seatbelt on, using his blinker, and going. And then he's joyriding up and down the street where it's happening at, they're saying. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense that he would do that. Then they lose him for an hour. They supposedly lose him for up to, what, 45 minutes to an hour. Spot him, go on a police chase. He brandishes his weapon at an off-duty sheriff deputy who is not in a marked car. So he he automatically knows this girl's a cop and he tries to run her down the road. And he brandishes his weapon at her, supposedly. She follows him, even though she's told not to. And then... All of a sudden, Alfonso shows up, chases him, and kills him. And he is brandishing his gun before he's even out of the car. Mm-hmm. He's in the car with it in his lap. Hmm. You don't have to. That doesn't. That really. That right there, that gives that gives pretty much indication that this man was ready to do what he did. There was no thinking about it. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he was waiting. Mm-hmm. That's why his buddy called him good shot. Exactly. They told. Did, did you hear afterwards? Good job. Yes. Good yes, shot. I, did. Yeah. I, was, I was pissed. You got that pissed. motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, the way they they treated him like he was a, he, he was 
like nothing. Mm-hmm. Not even a killer. More like he was a he was a deer they were right? shooting. Yeah, just shot him dead in the road and just like took him took him yeah. apart and then just did whatever what else they wanted to. It's sick. Yeah, well, just like my daughter just said, they lured him out like you would a deer. You know, you 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 put food out there or whatever for a deer, and then you shoot mm-hmm. him. It's a game. It's a hunt. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And you chase them to where you want them to be lured. You corner them, and then you you wait until they come out. And then as soon as they come out, you, you shoot, shoot them and exactly. Kill them. And yeah. that's exactly. And, and if you notice. Um, my my theory on that was is that you know they say shots that that cops have have to do kills and things like that there are things about that um i think if that was the case with it um it was supposed to be montoya's kill because he was a rookie and he was his first day oh jesus yeah here uh, my daughter wants to explain something sure, definitely. To talk. Come here. i don't sure, know de- go ahead go have- ahead other situations with police officers who handle people who do have weapons and they they say put your hand one hand outside of the car the other hand outside of the car now drop the weapon now now get on your knees and come closer to me he literally just told my brother to come out Mm -hmm. he said show me your hands so my brother did that he was never commanded if my brother had a weapon or not to put your left hand out and then put your right hand out and then drop the weapon never get out of the car yes yeah. have you seen traffic stops where they make people do that and they not once did that with him and he did exactly what he was mm-hmm. told and it's that's protocol that's protocol that, that every officer is supposed to follow it's but they didn't and, and the fact that you got well it's pro- he literally could have said sir put your hand where i could see them from under actually the under the car he should have said exactly. that you shouldn't have told come out and just pull put yourself your arm out Containing him. Well, actually, that was containing. If he would have been containing, because containing the the, the place is to do that. Mm-hmm. What he did was he said that he he set up to where he said, "Oh, there's no radio," and he shot him. If you listen to, he's saying that there is no radio contact that he couldn't talk that they were all tied up. Mm-hmm. But he he did it at a time when there was no radio. No and no one there with him. Mm-hmm. His partners were walking up until after it. And and Barrow or Burrow, whatever his name was, he even said they asked him like four different times, Did you see a gun? No. Yeah, come on, come mm-hmm. on. That's another thing. Do you see the way that they these um critical incident teams interview them? They, they're they're victims from the minute it happens. They had Jesse guilty. And and who cares about him from the second that it happened? And they come on, come on, bro. You exactly. Know, it's nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, the descriptions of Jesse wasn't even right throughout the whole mm-hmm. thing. And then did you see that? Okay, uh, then he had a all of a sudden after if if you if you saw what went through the evidence. He had a, a hatchet and knife. Exactly. I, I, and I shot him. Like, are you fucking kidding me? There's no. One bit. Now you're just talking out of your ass. Just you're... no, and that's that's where it got to be, and that they found it hanging off a fence. Okay, he's gonna get rid of all this evidence, but he's gonna keep the gun, which would get him killed. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that that doesn't make sense. Okay. Had gloves on his hands. They were yeah. Um, if you notice that, he had gloves on his hands. Mm. Well, when he when when he they turned him over, he didn't have one glove. One glove was off. Mm. Um, if you look at the autopsy photos, the glove was off. Um, also, you, I did. Get, I sent you the. You you got those too. If you noticed, there was cuts on Jesse that shouldn't yes. that were mm-hmm. not weird. Cuts on his clothes that were not consistent with like jumping a fence. It what they were clear. Cuts. Yes, clear cuts. Like as if no, these cuts happened after he was shot. Like he was being tortured. Right. Right. Definitely. Those all happen after, huh? Mm-hmm. Those are definitely happen after. I kept because they, they look because they those look because the way that they are cut. Look, I'm no look, I'm no forensic stuff. That's why there's no police cams after he yeah. died. They were not. Mm. Um, the the last one is Montoya's and Montoya. Uh, if you notice, that's when they all circle around him. Montoya is the one who lifts him up. His arm looked broken when he lifted him up and handcuffed him. His arm was like curling underneath oh him. Oh my god! I mean, he he looked like he had taze marks on him. I mean, I I googled taze marks, you know, but I mean, all of this is stuff that I mean, without an investigator to really investigate it. Mm-hmm. it. This is just all stuff we've been pretty much investigated ourselves. Oh my God, are you serious? When? Yeah. I mean, almost everything that we've, we're telling you are, are stuff we have found out, we have mm. done. I mean, I mean, they gave us the evidence, but they read something, they acted like they got something completely different off of, off of evidence that we are seeing completely inconsistent statements um lies at one point they asked was it it, i believe it was montoya but it it could it was montoya montoya or was it it might have been the other one burrow or borrow whatever trade his first name's Mm -hmm. they asked him about the gun and he said and about did you see him handcuff him and he said um we were only supposed to scare him that's right and that right there he, he tripped himself up doing he he really tripped himself up doing that but they didn't they didn't follow up on it they just mm-hmm. ignored him because they didn't know because they figured like okay we just took one guy off the street that was a danger we can just move on now no Everything is not adding up here. It's only adding right. up is because you're adding. They're adding in information that is not relevant. They're avoiding what happened right. to Jesse. What they did. Well, they, they basically look at it as a okay. It's open and shut. He carjacked a woman, so he came out with a gun. He was charging. Which this video, I mean, and this this is cleared video that was cleared by the CBI. The stabilized the forty second, the two different forty second shots that that you saw. One one shows each shot. CBI uh, took that that video apart and then stabilized mm-hmm. it and shows you each shot as it hits him where it's at. Nice. Then on the other one, it just it shows you exactly it it's 
where you could see from the body cam exactly where the way it went. And you could see at no point was he charging any mm -hmm. officer. He was not charging no. anybody. He was not going after him. And this is one of the things um, on New Year's, what was it, New Year's Day? On New Year's Day, uh, a man shot two Pueblo sheriffs here. Oh, um, one was in the head. The guy came out alive. They didn't kill him. He was a veteran. No, it was because, and this is, this is it. If they are afraid of you, they're not going to kill you. They're going to try to get you out because they don't want you to kill them because mm -hmm. they're afraid. It's when they're not afraid of you that they will kill you. It's when they're not scared. It's when they're scared, they handle things completely different. We've had three other cases where, yeah. Yeah, and it was a white man veteran and he shot two officers and they didn't touch him. He got out safely. And I mean, they said he had explosives and everything in his house. And he, it was a, sta a standoff for hours. There was another one where they, they chased the, the, the carjacker another white man hours and they and, and and he was a white man he was fine and these are all by the sheriff's department yeah um my my kid's teacher just got killed by sheriffs not too long ago she was suicidal and they they chased they had a call for her for suicide they chased her in the car and then tased her oh my god death. And this is this is our you know our police department and sheriff's office. There's no way around me saying this. They're racist. Oh yeah. So, mm, just a little bit. Well, she was, she was actually oh. a white teacher. Um, but she was suicidal. They don't know how to handle mental health whatsoever. Oh, That's what happened in my city. Uh, one of them. Um, a resident was actually detained by the police officers because he was having he was having a mental breakdown but the thing was they weren't instead of them getting him help like putting him in the car like restraining him just put the handcuffs on him put him in the car go to see to get some help they put him out in the middle of the street okay and he's just saying let me go let me go let me go they put a bag over his head and they met late they met they told him they they they, they want to take it off him so he suffocated he threw up in the bag and he suffocated on his own vomit. Oh, I saw yes. that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh well, and look at like Elijah McLean. I don't know if you saw about him, where this poor kid was—he had a hoodie on. You know, he had a, a mask over him. This wasn't during COVID; it was last year. But he—he had—he had autism. You. And he, he dances in the street. He's a very calm person. And somebody said he looks shady. So they, they got him. They, they they shot him up with ketamine. Oh, my God. It, you know, tranquilizer. He was in a coma and beat. And he kept saying, I'm, I'm good. I'm just different. I'm just different. And and they they beat him and, and killed him. Oh and that was in God. Denver. No, I did not. I did not hear about the McQueen case, but obviously I'm gonna have to look into it. So, right, right. Even in but let me type after mm -hmm. Jesse's murder. Um, and this isn't the same cop. This is from Pueblo mm -hmm. Police Department. Uh, about after Jesse died, another a uh, a uh, uh, cop stopped a guy on uh, for another car, a uh, stolen car, 
and they shot him and he shot him in the back and paralyzed him because he said he was oh coming after him then okay they let him right back to work not even two months later another stolen car he says the guy's dragging him he shoots him in the head and then shoots the, the girl in the car with him so in in six weeks he has shot three people and guess what they justified all of them and he's still caught that's here uh there has been 50 something since 2002. um pueblo alone just this year alone there's been i think seven 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 murders by I mean, the sheriff's department Well, by no, both by both Pueblo PD and the Sheriff's Department in 2020. This is in 2020. And they're not all murders because um, one of them's paralyzed. The girl in, in another one, she lived. She got shot four times. Okay. But she's, she's alive. Um, the rest of them have all died. Um, they've all been justified. One of them, the guy gave his brother the gun. He, he did have a gun. He gave his brother the gun. He was having uh -huh. a mental health issue. He fell to the ground and they started shooting him afterwards. They, they tried to lie and say, the brother told the truth and said, no, sir, you, he was on the ground and you guys started shooting him. They told him, you don't know what you're seeing. You, you had a seizure because he had seizures and told him to basically oh. to shut the hell up, you know, <laughs> for Kevin Polito. Excuse me. <sighs> Oh, mate. So, all right. So, they mishandled... But to be honest with you, Jesse's, Jesse's, if it was a target against him, I don't... I, I can't 100% say without a doubt that it that I know for sure that they targeted him for a reason. You know, I, I have my, my speculations. I believe that if it has anything, it has to do with the fact that my son was in a... Then a boy, he was in corrections, you know, corrections yep. as a youth. And I believe that um, he he was a victim to and he was a witness to a lot of abuse at a place called El Pueblo Boys Ranch. It's a, it was a private, a private juvenile, mm -hmm. like, We discussed facility. this on, our, on, on and the first episode. The yeah. yeah, you did tell me that. Yeah. Remember I the first one? And... 200 remember i told you they closed the place with 239 instances of abuse mm -hmm. they closed it down well people are coming out his his friends are coming they're, they're coming out a little tell, with that it was really bad what they, a month after jesse died it's the first new article about people coming forward no no i just found it that was from oh, 2017. No. yeah Oh. I just researched. Came out in like 2007 about it. Yeah. They've had, they've had no, they've had it for years and years and years. But um, see, and when J Jesse got uh, committed to the Department of Youth Services, it was for an assault on a guard. So I believe that they all have, they all have, uh, they're all, and it was a guard at PYC where supposedly he got, he, he, he right. carjacked the girl. And did you catch that too? That the girl left her yes. took her keys out with her. That she is not supposed to be out, and she mm -hmm. took her. That whole thing to me is 
it, it just smells a setup to me that she either paid somebody to do that or it's something it's something it's not is right just here it's not really not right like how can her. you during a carjacking why in the hell would you you say like okay okay i don't want to get hurt just let me get my phone but just you take the keys like aren't you not concerned right. about your safety like if you do try to take the keys and this man's gonna hurt you but yet well, what i what i didn't understand the whole, what i didn't understand with the whole thing is okay supposedly he walks up military stand he's walking military okay and pure view to where any guards looking at it they're gonna see mm -hmm. him and catch him right then and there okay they see him he goes up and he pounds on her window and she opens it and the car's going i mean she's right she's shooting it up door open for her to get out why would she not drive away if somebody has a gun and is pointing it at exactly. you why would you not drive away why would you roll down your window first and talk to him for a minute, and then open your door? Talk to him again. Yeah, then she turns back. Then she turns back and talks to him again. Something is not right. Okay, so friends of his, um, their mom knows this lady, and we found out bits and pieces about what happened that day from the day that it happened. Um at first it was oh she don't know if he had a gun i mean it, it, there there was just they they were like spreading rumors but they knew this lady so i don't everything is just so weird that that people know these people um he had to, she was married to his friend's mm -hmm. uncle and his and his, another friend that was his his stepdad used to be married to her the same the same lady you know i mean probably small but come on right you know and she just and if you if you thought they said that he tells her what are you doing here why would she tell her what are you doing here and the cop even asked her did you know him and she goes oh no 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 i told him i work here <laughs> what else was it, it, it mm -hmm. just didn't make sense because by her putting that indication there that she's like, oh, I work here. Sounds like almost like she knew Jesse. And then. Right. And then. And that she. And that. She, why was she bringing keys out that was not supposed mm -hmm. to, to go out? She knows she's not, she wasn't supposed to bring the whole clear bed that she had with her handcuffs and everything in it. She knew she wasn't supposed to bring those out. She had box cutters, all kinds of stuff in them. Um, not only that, if you look at the floor of her car in the pictures, the evidence pictures, she was filling out a leave of absence form for, for there. Why? So was was she trying to say she was carjacked so she could get a, go out on leave because she didn't like this job? And then she'd get a car and, and a leave, you know, she could leave work. And then uh, it went haywire and they killed, killed him because she said... She told me herself. I spoke to her and she told me they murdered him. She told me. I didn't know. If I would have known he was going to get murdered, I wouldn't have reported it. Why would you not have reported your car being stolen? Mm. Oh my. Yeah, I spoke to her. The day it happened, she called her our mom's friend, our friend's mom mm -hmm. called Yeah. Yeah, it's just, just some, it's just so weird. Yeah. And I mean, 
Every, everybody, like everybody who looks at the case and looks at the cams and looks at everything and knows anything about the case says, this is beyond your average uh, exactly. police brutality. I, and, 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 you know, you almost like don't want to sound paranoid, but it, it the evidence points to it. It is beyond your exactly. average police killing. Because this is, yeah, this is yeah. not, this is not your average everyday, like, carjacking gone wrong to where it turned to murder. Something had, something had to have happened. Right. Before. Well, even, even, yeah, it's even. Okay. Go ahead, Taylor. I'm sorry. I was interrupting. Before the carjacking occurred because the way that it's explained, like, you were just saying that you talked to the woman and saying, I didn't know he was going to be murdered. What if the cops talked to her yeah. first before the freaking carjacking? Well, no, that's one of the things that <laughs> I, I've come up with some some mm-hmm. scenarios in my head, you know. Um, supposedly, the last person to see my son alive was a was a sixteen or seventeen okay. year old girl, and he knocked on the window, and she says he did not go in because she did she did not that he did not get along with her uncle who she lived with. She talked to him for fifteen minutes. He was upset, right. and he left. Okay, this is what she said. You know, I have a hypothesis that if it's not about uh, the El Pueblo Boys Ranch, it's this. He probably got into her window. He probably got caught, right. you know, with her because he's a boy. She's a girl, and the hmm. uncle got pissed off. Well, on the day of the day that they justified Jesse's uh, murder, we protest. The day after, we protested at yes. the officer's house, Mr. Alfonso. We went to his house. Yep, we went. Yep, we went to his house. Well, there was two guys that came out, and they were standing guard. They were they were other Did deputies. They oh no, they walked from down the block, but they were um they were standing guards. They are good friends with this girl's uncle. Mm. These two guys. So, I thought, well, maybe something happened with her, and she's afraid to say it, and. He and they chased him, and he went to get the car because he was scared that they were chasing him. That's one of my. That's that's been one of the things I've thought of. I mean, like I said, those, okay. those are all hypotheses, and without somebody, no, no, nobody will talk. You know, his friend, his friends who were with him that night, they, uh, we dropped him off at two o'clock, and basically, you know, that's it. You know, uh. The girl, I talked to him for 10 minutes and that's it. So nobody will really tell us anything. Um, so with, without that, it's all, you know, it's all <coughs> speculation. And, you know, sometimes I say, mm-hmm. okay, when that's not that, you right. know. You can't help but wonder, like, when you put the pieces together, like, what, what, you, what, what, you, just, what, what you just said about the, well, and the, fact, and and the, the fact with the was- girl, that makes me think, like, let me tell you, okay, remember, I told you all about my yes. sister and everything going on with all that. Okay, well, she was the teacher, my sister was it was the teacher for this girl and is actually the... 7.29, approximately 9.50 a.m. Myself and Detective Tor is going to speak with Dominic Montoya. Dominic? Yes. How you doing, buddy? 
Detective Medina. Nice to meet you. How you doing, man? I'm Brian Torres. I'm one of the detectives here. Nice to meet you. Thanks, man, for coming in. Yeah, no problem. Hey, you got the code, D? No. Uh, Come right. ask for me, bro. That was good to see you. All right, cool. See you. Apologize. There's a this room. Franco. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, don't worry about it. I'm good. Alright, so can you tell me about March 14th this year? Yeah. So March 14th, uh, I was uh, working with Jeff Alfonso. Uh, he was my PTO at the time. And we were dispatched to uh, armed robbery at PYC. Uh, when we get to uh, PYC, I see Deputy Trey Bohr already talking uh, with the victim inside, so then I just I go and start searching the area for uh, the vehicle that was taken. It was a, I just remember it was a, a red sedan, I forgot what kind of car it was. Um, so we were kind of searching the area around PYC, couldn't find anything. A call came in from an off-duty firefighter uh, saying that there was a red vehicle driving eastbound on 4th Street and he believed they were driving upwards of 85 miles an hour. So we kind of go down to 4th Street so that then, sorry, and uh, go toward the east side of Pueblo to start searching for the vehicle that way. And then um, I heard more transmission saying that they spotted that vehicle going back to uh, the w going west on uh, 4th Street again, like going up the 4th Street Bridge on the going toward Abriendo. So we turn around, we're going back that way, continue searching for the vehicle. Uh, more transmission comes across there. That vehicle turned south on uh, Prairie going toward the state fair. So I decided I'm gonna cut it off because at that time I believed I was probably the furthest person away. I uh, turned on Vita to try and cut off that vehicle, probably on Northern, that was my plan. Um, and then more transmission that the vehicle turned on St. Clair. So I already passed St. Clair at that time, so I had to turn around and try and cut it off at St. Clair over by the state fair and uh, didn't get there in time. Uh, after a couple more transmission, I heard them, I heard uh, officers lose the vehicle somewhere around Pitkin. Uh, at that time, I ended up looking looking up at the street sign. I saw that I was on Pitkin um, and uh, I forgot what that other street name, street name is, but I was on Pitkin. I looked over to my left, I saw a lot of officers down the left side. I looked forward, I saw a couple more officers that way. I looked over to my right, there was no one that way, so I turned right. And a few houses down, uh, it wasn't very far, uh, Jeff told me, there it is, there it is. And looked over to my right, there was a vehicle the red, matching the description, the red vehicle, and a male standing outside of the the vehicle in a gray and black sweater matched the suspect description as well. So I already kind of passed that intersection and I backed up 
turned into the alleyway, activated my emergency lights and sirens to try and stop that male. Stopped the vehicle and the male took off running. He ran behind the vehicle and turned to his right, running through residential uh, backyards. I remember yelling stop and uh, Jeff continued chasing after the male. I decided I'm going to try and cut off that male in front of the houses, thinking that he's just going to run around the houses. So I ran in front and didn't see him anywhere. So I just I kept running, thinking he maybe he just kept running around the block. So continued nothing. I ended up running up around that whole uh, residential area. Couldn't find him. I did hear uh, Jeff telling, relaying information over his radio. This male was jumping over uh, fences. So uh, at that point, I had no idea where they were. I got back to where my patrol vehicle was and uh, the red sedan was, and I saw a couple of police officers going the opposite way through uh, of the street through another alleyway. So I continued just following them. And while I was walking down the alleyway, I saw uh, Deputy Boar by himself over uh, kind of in one yard going toward toward the next street. So I kind of followed him that way just as as backup. And while we were walking down that little area toward the street, I heard Deputy Alfonso say that he had the suspect under a, under a white truck. And I, I don't remember the address. I just remember he said that he had him under a white truck. And he said the street name, but I forgot that street name. So uh, I started running toward that street. I just had an idea it was right there. It was more of a gut feeling. I didn't know where the street was exactly, but I just started running toward the nearest street. As I cleared the house, the corner of that house, uh, I looked over to my right, kind of to my right, I saw Deputy Alfonso with his uh, issued handgun out, and he was, it, I couldn't hear anything, but I saw him mouthing words. It looked like he was screaming. Um, so I kind of turned a little bit more and I saw a male running toward him. And just because I saw Jeff, it, what appeared to be yelling, I started yelling stop. And then I saw Jeff start firing his, his handgun. At that time, I, I continued running. Uh, Deputy Boar was in front of me, so I couldn't really see anything else past Boar. But I went, ran around Boar, and as I ran around Boar, I saw the suspect fall to the ground. So at that point, uh, me, Boar, and uh, Deputy Alfonso uh, went up. We all had our handguns drawn. Uh, we went up and gave the suspect very loud, direct, verbal commands not to move, not to reach for any weapon, and to stay down. And after that, all I really remember was a bunch of police officers showing up, Pueblo police. They had their handguns out as well. I holstered my weapon, 
and I took out my handcuffs. I cuffed up the suspect and kind of pulled him aside so that uh, I could find the gun because uh, he was alleged to have a gun when he stole the vehicle. Um, and I just had a feeling he had the gun on him. So when I pulled him aside, I saw a green gun on the ground. Uh, it, its barrel was actually pointed kind of in my direction. It, can't really forget a gun pointed in your direction even though it's on the ground. So I pulled him back and a Pueblo police officer stepped on it so it wouldn't move. I patted down the suspect with uh, along with uh, another Pueblo police officer. I don't even know who it was. Um, but we did find a loaded magazine, a fully loaded magazine in his front right pocket. And I, I do remember a little bit after that. I, I forgot that Pueblo police officer put his foot on top of the weapon, so I even started yelling, where's the gun, where's the gun? Until they told me again. They, so they did have to tell me a couple times that they had the gun secure. And then I put him on his side uh, to try and let, let him breathe after he was cuffed up. And then I was relieved by another officer who had who had gloves. He was specifically telling me, "Hey, I I got gloves. You you get out." So I let him go, and I left the crime scene. Okay. And did did you respond back to your department after that? Did you? Uh, yes, uh, yes, I did. So when I, I left the crime scene, I I stayed with a, another deputy. It was deputy at Herrera. Um, he was watching me the whole time until a deputy from CSU Pueblo could come down to the scene to pick me up. This is Deputy uh, Lawrence Finn. Uh, he, so he had me in his patrol vehicle, drove me back to the Pueblo County Sheriff's investigation office where I was put in a separate room from uh, Deputy Bohr and Deputy Alfonso. And you said that Alfonso was your PTO? Yes, he was. At, what, at that point, how much time did you have in the program? That was, uh, that was, I believe, my seventh day. Okay, and, and so seven PTO. days, you're, you're, you're brand new to the streets then? Yes. Okay. Um, Alright. So when you guys are looking for this car, is Jeff kind of giving you basically which way to go and stuff, what to look? Yeah, he's helping with, uh, with uh, the geography, the street names, that kind of stuff. I'm still learning that around that time. He's telling me when to turn, kind of shortcuts, where we could go, um, and helping me look. Uh, as an extra set of eyes, making sure I don't run uh, stoplights. <clears throat> stop I don't, uh, I'm still driving with uh, due regard for the safety of pedestrians and other vehicles that aren't, aren't involved. So he, he was doing that. A lot to take in for your first week. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So back to you guys. Um, you run around the the front of the yards trying to cut him off. Jeff kind of takes the path that the suspect travels. Mm -hmm. um, he said you ended up going down an alley, meeting up with uh, Deputy Bohr. Um, so can you go back and tell me that part again? 
as far as you know, you were able to see Jeff, and I guess you weren't able to hear him, but you could see his mouth like he was verbalizing yeah, so, something. Okay, so uh, when I actually spotted that vehicle, I I didn't know what was going to happen. I ended up getting uh, like a huge adrenaline rush, and uh, I felt like it was more tunnel vision, just focus on what's happening in front of you. Uh, couldn't really see too much around you, couldn't hear. Uh, so when I jumped out, I I just know that I was gonna gonna do my best to give as many loud verbal commands as I possibly could. So when I jumped out, that's what I yelled stop. I saw him run and I saw Jeff run. The only thing I could think of was to try and cut off the suspect in the front of the houses. So I run as as hard as I could to the front of the houses and I'm I'm looking at all these houses. Uh, at the time with all that adrenaline and that tunnel vision, I felt like I only saw one house. And um, when I was finally able to actually review my body camera, I noticed it was, it felt, it looks more like a block. <laughs> so I ended up running around, not just one house, it was a full block uh, as, as fast as I could. So I lose all of my energy when I can't find him. I, I feel like I can't hear anything, I can barely breathe. Uh, and the only thing on my mind is where did they go uh, and how could I find them and I ended up getting back to where the patrol vehicle and the suspect vehicle were uh, the only thing I saw at that point was public police uh, walking down an alleyway and Deputy Boer kind of walking down the alleyway as well so as I'm trying to get my breath back I, I walk toward them as well and uh, when I get up to Deputy Boer and we're kind of walking toward the front of the houses again I got another uh, adrenaline rush because I, I heard the person I was looking for saying that he, he had the suspect in, in, on the block that we were close to so I ended up running as fast as I could again and toward that area and like I said, I had a I had a tunnel vision. Couldn't focus on anything except what I could see directly in front of me. So I keep looking like this. So when you see Jeff, and he's verbalizing, he obviously has his gun out. Mm -hmm. Are you able to see the suspect at that point? At that point, no. Uh, like I said, Deputy Boer was in front of me. There, there was a house uh, over to my right side. What I saw was kind of like the lower half of what I believe to be the suspect running toward uh, Deputy Alfonso. I couldn't see anything past his waist uh, going up. I could only see his legs running toward Jeff. see the gun at that point when he's running when he's running I couldn't see anything above his waist uh, all I could see is deputy Boer in front of me and then I saw that guy that guy's legs running uh, when I found that when I saw the gun it was after he was already down 
And do you recall the description provided from the carjacking and throughout this whole thing of this suspect? Of the suspect. Was it fresh in your mind at that point? Or? The, the part that was fresh in my mind is that he was a young Hispanic male with a, a black and gray hoodie. That's and you actually mean. saw that suspect at the car, correct? I saw that suspect at the car. Is that the same the guy it is that you later guy. see lying down? Yes, it is. Okay. 100%. And I just had some clarifying questions, if you don't mind, my brother. Yes. Okay, so you're coming around. You you see the Pueblo police officers start to run because at one point you go back to the, the patrol cars kind of in the area where the wrecked vehicle is. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. And then you see some Pueblo police officers running, so you decide to follow them. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Do they, am I mistaken, do they go down an alley or did you go to the front of the house? So or to the front of the block? They go down an alley that okay. was on the opposite side of the the street that I was, where I parked my patrol okay. vehicle, and because I saw them running down that alley, I I was thinking they probably saw something I didn't sure. while I was running around that block, and I saw Deputy Boer uh, following them down that alley, Okay. so I did the same thing. So you followed, followed Deputy, Deputy Boer, okay, and at some point do you guys turn up another alley? Yeah. And uh, you follow and Deputy Boer that way also? And I couldn't tell if it was an alley or if it was more of just like we were going through someone's yard sure. toward those houses. I can get that, absolutely. Okay, so you come around that corner mm -hmm. and Deputy Boer is in front of you still. Yes. And obviously we got the tunnel vision going and I, I think I understand what tunnel vision is. That's just you're focused on one thing. Kind of your peripheral vision isn't yeah. really available. Yeah. yeah. Your tunnel vision, what is your tunnel vision looking at? Is it Deputy Alfonso? Or is it something else? So at, at first, I'm looking for where Deputy Alfonso is. Sure. So I do see Deputy Alfonso. Okay. Uh, and that's where I, I see him appearing to yell. Okay. I, I couldn't hear And anything. the auditory yeah. stuff is gone. Uh, yeah, I could sure. not hear anything. I, okay. I didn't even hear any any gunshots. I, I, it felt like everything was in slow motion. And I felt like I could actually just see bullets leaving the gun. Okay. So I turned my head and I could see boar in front of me. And I turned a little bit more and I could see a house and a male's lower half. Okay. Right. So you first see Deputy Alfonso, what you describe as mouthing mm -hmm. something. So he's possibly saying something. Mm -hmm. And you kind of turn a little bit more, you see Deputy Boer, and then a little bit more, you see somebody who appears to be running from the lower half down. Mm -hmm. Can you describe what the what the lower half down was? It appeared to be uh, like uh, basketball shorts, black basketball shorts. Okay. Was that consistent of the person that was lying down when you approached? Yes, it was. Okay. And what was he wearing? He was, he was wearing black basketball shorts, and okay. he was wearing his uh, black and gray hoodie with the hood up. Okay, and the same guy again, just to confirm that it, that was the person you saw standing by the suspect vehicle when you come into the area? Correct. Okay, and then you approach the person lying on the ground, mm -hmm. is that correct? Yes. With another deputy? Uh, it's me, Deputy Boer, and Alfonso. And was your gun drawn at My that point? My gun was drawn okay. at that point. And what do you see the person on the ground doing? He was laying on, he was just laying on the ground. Was he moving? He was not moving. Okay. Was he saying anything? He was not saying anything. And at that point, did you see any kind of weapon? At that point, no. Okay. And then tell me what you did next. I, I was giving him loud verbal commands not to move, okay. not to reach for any weapon, uh, 
and to stay down. Okay. And then when I got more cover, I holstered my weapon and uh, cuffed up. And what do you mean when guy. you got more cover? So on that point, uh, I just didn't want him to, to move. Sure. And basically, uh, as far as cover, I mean, I, I saw more public police officers with their handguns drawn. So I knew if, if the suspect ended up grabbing the weapon while I had my, my handgun holstered, I knew I had someone there to, to at least cover me. Okay. So you holster your handgun, mm -hmm. and then you actually bend down and, and tell me what you did with the, the person lying down. Um, I cuffed up one hand um, and one, one wrist. Okay. Uh, rolled him around so that I could cuff off his other wrist, and then I pulled him, pulled him back onto his side. And tell me at what point you see a, a firearm or a gun. As as soon as I roll him over just a tiny bit to cuff up one hand, okay. there there was a gun right on the and ground. Describe to the best of your knowledge where that gun was. Uh, the gun was um, is on the ground. The barrel was pointed in my direction. Uh, and the the grip was pointed off to the right side. It was it had a it was green. That's the only color I remember. I believe it was green and black, but the only one I specifically remember was green. Was green, sure. Um, and it was on the ground uh, in the flower bed that he was in. Uh, between him and the house. So, and I don't want to put words on it, I'm just trying to visualize this. Was the gun underneath the person lying on the ground or was it away from him? Can you explain that a little bit? It was better to me. Yeah, it was more under him. Okay. Um, but so to see that weapon, you actually had to roll him? Yeah, that's when I was, when I grabbed his hand and rolled him over kind of to his side to cuff him up. Was it by his hands? Was it by his legs or somewhere else? Um, it was probably closer to his torso. To his torso? Yeah, so like probably in, in this kind of area. Uh, I pulled his hand out this way so I could cuff okay. him up. Uh, and tell me at what point another officer steps on that gun. It was basically as, as soon as the gun was uncovered. Okay. So you remember seeing it, you're doing your thing. Yeah. Somebody comes and steps on it so it doesn't move. Yeah, so as, as soon as I kind of pulled him back, I was like, gun. And uh, someone told me uh, that they, they had it under his foot. Okay. Okay. And did you... Was that obviously not an officer's gun? Yeah, it was obviously not an officer's and, gun. And why, why would you say that? Because um, every gun that I saw in that area was all black. All black. Um, this was seemed to be a smaller gun. Okay. In your opinion, would that be um, consistent with what a police officer would be carrying or on no. duty? No, not on duty. Okay. Um, you get him cuffed. You get him moved. Somebody else moves in because they had gloves on, and they tell you to back off. They, they didn't move him. Uh, so I, I moved him to his side, and my intentions there were to try and keep keep the guy breathing. Uh, gotcha, okay. The, I don't know if it was a paramedic or if it was a, an officer that came up to me. They said, hey, I got gloves. Um, I, I can take it from here. And, 
and I, I was just holding the, uh, the suspect and I said, I remember telling him, no, it's okay, I got it. But then he told me that he has gloves again. Sure. And he's like, you need to go clean your hands. Go clean up. Did um, you notice the guy on the ground bleeding when you rolled him over? Uh, him? I, I did not, actually. Was he moving or, or breathing? He was, He seemed to be breathing. Okay. Um, he wasn't talking. He wasn't trying to talk. Uh, he didn't really blink. But you actually had the presence of mind to actually roll him over to help him breathe mm -hmm. until medical personnel at least can get on scene and render aid. Yeah, I, I, I do believe I, I told uh, someone I'm going to keep him on the side. And okay. that was my intention so that he could breathe. So I want to take you back. You said that uh, you had located a, a magazine to a gun mm -hmm. in his pocket. Do you recall which pocket that was? Yeah, this is uh, right front, uh, front pocket. Do you recall anything else about that magazine? Uh, there, it appeared to be fully loaded. Is that right? Okay. And then focusing on the gun that you found lying underneath the person lying on the ground, did it appear to have a magazine in there? Yes, it did. Okay. So that, that gun, fair to say, had a magazine, and then an additional magazine was found in that, that person's pocket? Yes. Okay. I don't have anything else, partner. So this is a map of that location. Um, once he gets that spill wiped up, uh, we'll um, I'll show it to you, and then uh, see if you recognize it to be what you recall from that day. Okay. And then if it is what you recall from that day, I'd like to get uh, with that sharpie, maybe your. Your, your way of traveling through that area, okay? Like whatever route you took. Okay. Like in the vehicle or on, on feet? On foot. On foot. Once okay. you guys bail out. Okay. Look familiar to you? This is an aerial. Yep. Um, so this would be the car that you guys witnessed. Yes. Ten fifty in the alley. Yep. And that would be your vehicle. Yes. Okay. With that marker, can you show me the route that you used to travel, and then uh, where you actually ended up, where the where the in a, in incident ended? Yeah. So, I got out of the patrol vehicle here, and I I actually chased him that way when Jeff followed him through the through the yards. And I turned around and ran this way. I did run on the sidewalk. I don't know why I ran on the sidewalk instead of up here to keep it close, but I ran on the sidewalk, and I kept running around here, I saw the end of the block, and I still didn't see him, so I ran up this way on the sidewalk, and I remember seeing someone, uh, I thought it was another officer, I didn't know what 
kind of officer kind of come over here and I said they can, that he, they were ran around this way. So I followed thinking he was going to come this way. And at that time I actually thought I was here. I thought I only ran around one house. Oh well, that's what you're talking about the whole block, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I continued running, searching for him. I was like, I can't see him anywhere. I can't see Jeff, I can't see the suspect. So I ran around this way and that's where I saw the car again and and my patrol vehicle. So I went back this way. So you're back to where you started. Exactly. Around the whole block. I saw some Pueblo police running this way. So that's kind of when I just kept going. Down the block. I actually think I may have came this way and then went around the block. Through this out of it. Yeah. And I believe it was this right here. It's kind of hard to tell, but this is another, like, somewhat of an alleyway kind of that yeah. cuts up into Quincy there. Yeah, I believe it was right in here where I saw Deputy Boer turn. It was either, yeah, I think it was this one. And so it came down this way. And it was probably, like, right in this area when I heard uh, Jeff saying he had the guy under under a truck in a driveway. So I ran this way and turned around this tree over here. So in your opinion or, or what you recall, at what point, where were you and where was when you first saw Jeff, I guess is what I'm trying so to say. So when I first saw Jeff it was it was around this area. Right in the corner of that house. Around where I saw Jeff, yes. Okay. And where was where was Boar at that point? Boar was probably around like right here. Okay. So Boar's more to your to to the right of you or off to your right hand side and then Jeff is more of kind of like a Jeff, direct on Jeff straight is on with you? About here oh, okay. in this area. So I kinda saw Jeff uh, at a distance. Do me a favor, throw a J for Jeff and a T for, uh... Trey. Trey. Okay. Okay, so... At that point, do you take a hard right, or do you kind of loop I kinda, behind Boar? I go around Boar this way. Okay. So that's what you were talking about when you saw Boar, a yeah. lower torso of somebody running towards Jeff, and then Jeff's off. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I believe we ended up right about here. Throw me a circle there and just put an S for suspect, I guess. Dominic, if you don't mind, man, just uh, sign it here and date it. Today is July 29th. step out. We're going to see if uh, anybody has any questions and we'll be back in. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, Ben.
Thank you, man. Let's go off to the right here. Ending at 1023. Welcome back to the Chronicles of She. Hello. Hello. Okay. So I hope you guys enjoyed that music break. We're talking now. <laughs> we're still talking about the information regarding Jesse's case. Surprising information tidbit on the young lady who will remain nameless. So you have spoken to her. Yeah, I have spoken to her. So she's not she's not really telling you anything she's not saying anything like that happened i honestly don't really think that that happened i i i'm more with the fact that he was probably he probably was told hey jesse's still a car from his friends and his friends probably knew that that lady was going to bring those keys out they there was probably something going on that Mm. you know Everyone has just been so hard How do you not know? Yeah, how do, do they not, not know? <laughs> yeah, how, how the yeah. heck do you not know? That's what, young people. One person not know anything. Like, there's literally the, not one person who came out and said, you know what? I mean, there has been people, you know, under the rug, but nobody that really matters to us. Mm. You know, no one who we could literally hear it and we could be like, all right, that happened. You know, we've been told what has happened under the rug, but nothing to the point where we could actually believe it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. Maybe we'll never know. We might never know. We probably won't. We'll always think of, you know, what could happen. We'll always have these conspiracy theories, but... But who knows? Someday, maybe somebody's conscience will finally get to them and they'll come and tell us, you know? At some point, it's going to have to, and... I don't have too much hope for. I don't have too much hope for this Alfonso character at all because oh, he yeah, really he draws have- my suspicion. He don't care. He don't care one bit. Yeah, you know that right after his son got married, and you know he he just went on went on with life. When we went to his house, he sat he sat behind the door and didn't come out. Uh, and I sat there saying, all I want you to do is tell me you're sorry. I mean, I would have took, like, you know what? I was doing my job and I'm sorry. I was scared. I was scared. Mm -hmm. I was scared. Just I was doing my job. I'm sorry. I took a life. I have to live with that. And I would have been like, okay, sir. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. All you had to do was just say, listen, I'm very sorry. I was just doing my job. But instead, you took the route to be a pussy and hide behind the door. That's not. Oh, you you should have seen it. You should have seen it. It was crazy. That night was crazy, huh, girl? It wasn't crazy. I don't know how to explain it. Like, at the end when we were leaving, it was so We got ambushed by cops. There was, like, 50... Waiting on the side of the road. Waiting on the side. They had... As soon as we started to walk away, this was a neighborhood of cops. (gasps) They were... They were... Uh, they were agi- they were um what do you call it what do you call it agitating us or uh inside you know trying to make us mad mm-hmm. try telling us to go back to our countries <gasps> go home. oh yeah 
Um, oh. One of them tried to tried to go after one of my my daughter Nicole here, and that's when things popped off. And then all these cops showed up. Oh my! Uh, they chased the kid. <laughs> it, it, it was crazy. Nicole, how did that how did that start? Like, how did did he approach you right away? Like what? What? What happened? So there? we were talking to leave, and his wife were, was like in one of my friends' face, like she was gonna do something. So I threw water in the air, like just up in the air, and he lost it after that. And he put, he like got in my face, tried to push me. He had his gun, like his gun on his gun. And then like when the cops all pulled up right away, he was trying to tell the cops that to arrest me because I assaulted him and the cops were like it's just water she didn't assault you <laughs> like your wife was instigating it exactly seriously, <laughs> seriously? are you you going to get yeah, upset over a little fucking water they did yeah, yeah. the cops the cops were honestly pretty cool i was mhm I up to one cop. He goes, "You're Jalen, huh?" I'm like, "Yeah." Oh yeah, they're <laughs> Yeah, they yes. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine a neighborhood full of fucking cops, racist motherfuckers at that. Just okay. oh my gosh. Okay. Well, well, the girls are leaving now. Okay. So nice say bye. Bye. Very nice to meet you. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> okay. That's crazy. So <laughs> he stayed behind the door, acted like a pussy. And you were saying, I just want you to say you're sorry. That could have been, it yeah. could have ended right yeah. then and there. Like, seriously, Alfonso is bringing this on himself. Like, if you want this to stop, all you gotta do is say you're sorry. Take some accountability. Hell, even quit your job. All right. The, the, the night before that, we had went to the DA's house. You know the DA lives a block away from where Jesse was killed? <gasps> the exact block away. Literally. Literally a block away. <coughs> I need a drink. And do you know that he? Yeah, her 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 podcasts are the Chronicle of She. Hey, do you go on Clubhouse? Have you ever heard of that? I just joined Clubhouse. I um I have Did an app. I just have to start. I just have to start like putting stuff on there. Awesome. I'm going to follow you. Okay. Yes. Please follow me. Yes. Please follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook. I got my own Facebook page. Um, I am currently revamping it, but yes, please, please, please follow me. And thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I need a, I'm on shit. I need a, I need a drink. I really, well, I got my, I got my Hennessy in my teacup right now, but oh shit. <laughs> So he lives. No, a- yeah, Taylor. He, huh? he lives a block away from. He lives a block away from there. We didn't find out until right before that they they uh, they did the they justified it. You heard him. At, I sent you that video a long time ago. Remember the the audio clip of him. Remember, I had sent you it. Did I send you guys it? I don't. I of don't, the meeting. I don't, instead remember, of a, I don't remember. Wait, no, 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 no. I do remember. Yeah, you did send me that audio clip. Step in front and, and inside his his uh office when we when they when he was in addressing me and he was addressing my sister and stuff. Yes, you did. Remember? <laughs> okay. Well, when he when he justified the shooting, um, we went to his house that same night. What, baby? Now I'm babysitting. <laughs> so he was addressing you. Yeah, I, I mean, he wasn't addressing me. He acted like I was a nobody. But where where I was going with that was, did you, you know what? He, uh, he, uh, 
where I got lost. Oh, he, he used to be the chairperson at El Pueblo. What what job is that? He was on the board at, at El Pueblo and on their foundation. El Pueblo. Mm-hmm. For the place where Jesse got abused at and they, they closed it with 239 instances of abuse. Uh-huh. The DA was on the board there. And... Mm. Mm. Are you cat? Are you kid catching it? <laughs> You're like no. Yes. <laughs> okay, the yes. attorney who just who was friends with the cop, okay, was hey. on the board. Mm-hmm. Was on, on the board. board. And then for El Pueblo, okay. He lives a block away from the scene where Jesse died. He is friends with the cop, and he's the one who justified the murder. Mm. When I called three weeks after Jesse died, they said that Jesse was a victim of a lot of crimes, and then now we can't find nothing about it. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Punked me, man. <laughs> they left me this with is... and I'm on a podcast. <laughs> oh my this I feel like I'm in, I'm in a Netflix series almost. Just... I know, isn't it like like it's a movie, like a a, a movie of the yes. week? It's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's I... No, I'm not gonna call it that. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, honestly, wait, no, no, I let me tell you, if we, I, I, I try to do the whole GoFundMe thing and nobody wants to ever give me no money on GoFundMe. Because I was going to try to get a private investigator. If we win this suit from the, the thing I told you we're, you know, about to do. Um, if we, mm-hmm. I would like to get a real investigator to come in and investigate the whole thing. Yes, because this seriously, there's. There's a lot of malicious shit going on here. And yeah, I'm not, and I mean, I, I, like I everybody exactly is what and what and what, but something is not right. And um, if if I if I get if I come into a little bit of money, whenever I am going to have an investigator come in and investigate the whole thing, brand new. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, here's I'm gonna bring it back to Alfonso. Okay, do you believe Officer Alfonso turned off his camera before and after he shot your son to avoid incriminating himself? He didn't turn off his camera. It shows it. No, no, no. I know. I mean, no, I know. I mean, I mean, no, let me rephrase that. I'm so sorry. When he walked up to your son and checked his body, do you believe he did? Okay, he never turned his camera off. You see what he did with his hand where he blocked the camera? Yes. Yeah, I did. I believe he did that on purpose. Yes. Okay, so I'm not the only one who thought that. Okay. Yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, I could sit there if I had like if I had two days with you, Taylor. I could show you every piece of adv- evidence and show you what I see with everything, and you would be like, "Oh, I missed that," because I have sifted through it that much. Mm-hmm. Okay, how often are you? checking information and looking into the case every every single day I haven't done it lately because I get obsessed with it and then it it fucks me up (laughs) well you're you're a mama 
you're 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 a mama. This is your this is your baby. Of course, you're gonna be obsessed with it because your child deserves justice. And now I, mean, you, I, I know have, you said Jesse have... was no angel. Jesse was no angel, but he didn't deserve this. No, no. If he deserved anything, he deserved to be in jail. Or you know. Yes. But you know the the one thing that that has pissed me off throughout this whole thing, and me and the girls even talked about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. What? How is it that we're that you're supposed to be? Innocent until proven guilty, right? Exactly. And okay, nowhere here has Jesse ever been innocent until proven guilty. He has been guilty, 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 guilty. And he wasn't tried in a court of law, but armed carjacking, carjacker. He says who? Says them? That's my whole thing with it all. Who says he was guilty? The police? They were his. They were. They were his judge, jury, and executioner, and that's not their mm-hmm. job. Yes. That's, mm-hmm. And that that's, that's basically it. that's basically about it. Exactly. But, uh, I think we're we're gonna have to cut this a little short because my granddaughter's getting a little fancy here. My two year old. Of course, of course, of course. Okay, y'all. We're gonna cut this short here, but. Thank you for tuning in tonight to listen to Lynette's story. I really appreciate you guys. And please keep on supporting Jesse Tadillo's case because this is not over. This is not over by a long time. Oh, shot. I don't and see I really over thank until you for I find on. Mm-hmm. And guys, please follow me on the Chronicles of She on Instagram, on Facebook. I do have the Clubhouse app. I just need to make my own account first and learn how to do it. Also, thank you. Thank you. Tell your daughter thank you so much for wanting to follow me. I appreciate that so much. And I really, I pray for you guys every day. Okay. Thank you, Taylor. I appreciate it. And tell Layla and Layla, say bye, Layla. Bye. (laughs) That's my (laughs) girl. Aw, cute. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Justice for Jesse. Justice for Jesse.